guardian angels and patron saints, pray for us. Well, today marks a somewhat of an obscure anniversary. As I was reviewing my homily notes from years past, I saw that in the year 2020, this was the first, well, this was really the, the last weekend that we had mass together uh, following this particular date, the second Sunday of Lent in the year 2020. Our churches were closed, masses, public masses were suspended, and some places for over a year, the faithful were not able to access the sacraments in any regular way. It struck me, it surprised me, brought back a lot of memories, as I'm, sh as I'm sure that thought brings back many memories for you. And so it became an occasion for reflecting a little bit on sort of where we've been over the last couple of years, what, what lessons we've learned, how our priorities have changed. I remember feeling the fear the uncertainty, the dread, the prognostications that, that pointed to a global pandemic that could lead to the death of tens or even hundreds of millions of people, Whether, where this virus came from, what it was going to do, right? all of the speculation around that. I remember the flurry of activity, how hard it was to just to get the word out about what was being canceled and what not to come to and what, what was happening. and then. And then that period of just desolation, church empty, right? all of the activities of, of devotion in the season of Lent just gone. And trying to think on our feet, how can, we, how can we adapt to this situation? Easter celebrated just a handful of people. Many of the things that I will continue to take with me for the rest of my life as a priest came out of this pandemic, right? The, the sense of God's consolation and providential guidance. I felt that even in the midst of all of that fear of, of, of the reach of death extending deeply into our social life, feeling that nonetheless that there were many graces that came with that time and that uncertainty and fear as God's grace tends to do. It comes to meet us where our need is greatest. That certainly was the case in our gospel reading today as we hear the story of the transfiguration. Tradition tells us that Jesus revealed his glory briefly to a few of his disciples to strengthen them for the difficulties to come. It was this vision of Jesus glorified, speaking with Moses and Elijah in whose, in whose persons are symbolically gathered up and presented the law of the Old Testament and the witness of the prophets, that both of them there speaking with Jesus are testifying to the fact that he will suffer at the hands of the high priests, of the occupying army of the Romans, be crucified, die, and in a way that no one could foresee, though it was written, though it was predicted, though it was stated to be the case that he would rise from the dead and destroy death forever. That that was given to them to sustain them, to permit them to, to persevere in the face of those difficulties 
of those disappointments or what appeared to be abject failure. One of the things that I'll look back on for the rest of my life was the scene, maybe you watched it, I think it was sometime after Easter, where our Holy Father Pope Francis addressed the world from St. Peter's Square. The scene, uh, nightfall in Rome, there's a drizzling rain, very dramatic setting of a, a lit pulpit in the middle of St. Peter's Square, which was totally empty. Our Holy Father preaching a message of hope and consolation, and then proceeding in at the door of St. Peter's Eucharist, and he blesses the world right, with that monstrance from the doors of the great basilica of the Catholic Church. I'll never forget that. You know, there, there are many critics of Pope Francis. There's many people who um, disagree strongly with his form and priorities of leadership. I read those things, try to pay attention, but I hear them always through the lens of that moment where he's standing as a father, someone entrusted to stand in place of Jesus right, and represent him visibly to the world and to bless us in that way, I'll never forget it. I'll be eternally grateful to him for that. It came to me as a great consolation. Maybe you have your own moments where you felt God particularly close. You felt his guidance. You felt his, you felt his encouragement. You felt his grace. Right? His grace comes to us precisely where we need it most, often in ways that we don't even fully understand we need. Of course, the most painful part for many is the fact that for weeks and months, many people were unable to receive Holy Communion. And I think if there's one way for us to really look back and see how perhaps our priorities have changed due to the circumstances of the pandemic, the lockdowns, the difficulties, the losses of our, of our loved ones, it's to recognize that Perhaps our priorities, perhaps our priorities were misaligned. And that whatever, whatever else happens as the result of that pandemic, that perhaps if we could once again recover the wonder and the joy of what it would have been like to come back to Mass for the first time and receive Holy Communion again after, it, after an absence of, of weeks or months. For those of us that regular mass goers, that's a grace to pray for, to, to remember what that was like that first time back. To pray that I would be able to hold on to that, that that would be something like this moment of transfiguration in the lives of Peter, James, and John, that whatever, whatever comes, that I have an experience of joy, of gratitude, of seeing the veil lifted for a moment and experiencing the truth of what it is that happens here the truth of what it is to, to receive God as food, to rejoice at that, to see that as the anchor of my, of my life, the axle around which everything else turns, that a life without the Eucharist, it's a life without a rudder, it's a life without grace. 
and to set our hearts on that. To receive this gift as the thing that it really is, an infinite blessing, the greatest privilege that we enjoy as human beings, the greatest privilege imaginable. That as we receive this gift, as we rejoice that something resembling a normal life of discipleship is perhaps within our grasp once again, that we can make our way through the confusion, the difficulty, the disappointments of this life, conscious that we have seen the Lord, we've seen him in his glory, the, the veil was parted, the fog lifted for just a moment, and that by that light and in that joy, we may arrive safely at the place the Lord has prepared for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.